Hello and welcome to the Z News Podcast. I'm Ayanda, your host. Today is Wednesday, January 17, 2024, and this is episode number 160. Let's dive right in. First up, the under-17 women's national team coach, Carol Kanyemba, has unveiled a 34-member provisional squad for the 2024 World Cup qualifiers. The team, which includes players from various provinces, entered camp yesterday to prepare for the second round of back-to-back World Cup qualifiers against Tanzania next month. In other sports news, Oswald Mutapa, the newly unveiled coach of Power Dynamos, aims to help the club regain its former glory and conquer Africa once again. Mutapa emphasizes the need for hard work and discipline to achieve this goal. The Zambian handball national team has also started their Africa Cup campaign against Congo. The team, led by coach Tony Stentoft, arrived in Egypt on January 15 ahead of the tournament, which serves as a qualifier for the 2024 Olympic Games and the 2025 World Cup. Zambia's first match is against Democratic Republic of the Congo in a group that also includes Rwanda and Cape Verde. Moving on to politics, the Swedish ambassador's statement about investors avoiding Zambia due to corruption has upset the UPND government, with chief government spokesperson Honorable Cornelius Muitwa demanding evidence for the claim. However, it is important for the UPND administration to acknowledge the significant role of donor countries like Sweden in Zambia's development through financial aid. In other news, the Lusaka Magistrates Court has found Economic and Equity Party leader Chilifia Tiali with a case to answer in a matter where he is charged with inciting mutiny. Tiali is accused of attempting to seduce Defence Force personnel from their duty and allegiance to the president through a Facebook post. The Bank of Zambia's Deputy Governor for Operations, Francis Chipimo, has expressed concern over the mining sector's lower production and export earnings, but is optimistic that the trend will reverse in 2024 due to the resolution of issues related to KCM and Mopani. Additionally, the central bank is worried about exchange rate volatility. Chief Government Spokesperson Cornelius Muitwa has advised Miles Samper to seek police protection if he feels threatened by PF colleagues and urges citizens to support President Hakeind Hichilama's efforts. Muitwa denies allegations that Sampa is being guarded by state police. In other news, a Tanzanian national, Fabian Emmanuel Bomboko, has requested the Lusaka Magistrates Court to take a fresh plea in a case where he is accused of trafficking in narcotics. He faces one count of trafficking in narcotic substances, specifically 504.8 grams of cocaine, without lawful authority. Zambia's Africa Cup of Nations journey begins tonight against the Democratic Republic of Congo in a Kesambalesa border derby, marking their return to the tournament after missing the last three editions. Coach Avram Grant appears cautious ahead of the match, as it may define Zambia's destiny in the tournament, with Tanzania and Morocco awaiting after this assignment. The Road Transport and Safety Agency, RTSA, has warned public service vehicle, PSV, operators and passengers to strictly follow cholera prevention guidelines given by the Ministry of Health to prevent the spread of the disease. This includes avoiding eating food without washing hands and not throwing litter out of moving vehicles. Failure to comply may result in prosecution. In other news, 
The Lusaka Magistrates Court has placed Economic and Equity Party President Chiyufia Tiali on his defense, which he is expected to open on February 14. The court found that a prima facie case had been made out against Tiali, who was arrested in April 2022 for the alleged offense. The Bank of Zambia is committed to bringing inflation back into the target range of 6 to 8 percent, and has taken measures, such as adjusting the policy rate and statutory reserve ratio. However, uncertainties related to delayed debt negotiations and global factors have impacted their efforts. The bank expects the trend to reverse this year due to the announced conclusion of matters relating to Concola Copper Mines and Mopani. The Chapata City Council is concerned about the low participation of rural communities in constituency development fund projects due to their unfamiliarity with the electronic government procurement system and lack of internet access. The local authority is taking measures to address this issue and increase participation in these projects. The National Pension Scheme Authority, NAPSA, has waived off 20 billion kwacha in penalties for late contributions, providing financial relief to employers and promoting investments and job creation. Employers must first pay the principal outstanding contribution to access the waiver. The Mpika Town Council has shut down 17 restaurants due to unsanitary conditions as part of efforts to prevent the spread of cholera. The inspections revealed that most food handlers lacked personal hygiene, and the restaurants did not have sufficient hand-washing facilities. French football star Karim Benzema has filed a defamation lawsuit against France's interior minister, Gérald Darmanin, for accusing him of having links with the Muslim Brotherhood. Benzema's lawyer claims the comment undermines his honor and reputation, while Benzema denies any such links and accuses the minister of political exploitation. The National Water Supply and Sanitation Council, NASCO, is conducting random on-site inspections to ensure water providers adhere to the directive of providing clean and safe drinking water in cholera hotspots. NASCO Public Relations and Communications Manager Mpunga Sumukwai says the inspections will also extend to other areas to prevent the spread of the disease. Water utilities have been directed to superchlorinate water in cholera hotspots to prevent contamination. Vice President Mutale Nalumango expressed gratitude towards stakeholders for their support in combating the cholera outbreak, emphasizing the importance of collective action. She also acknowledged the donations received from the Zambia Chinese Association and the Heritage Home Company, with both organizations expressing their commitment to helping the government in this fight. Former Post newspaper journalist Peter Sukwa has written to the Human Rights Commission and other organizations to help restore his case against Ptorp, Member of Parliament Emmanuel Banda, who assaulted him and urinated in his mouth. Sukwa has not been free since the incident and is seeking justice. Zimmer supports Sukwa's efforts and will help him challenge any unsatisfying verdict. The Speaker of National Assembly, Nelly Mati, commemorates the late former Keen MP, Lieutenant General Ronnie Shikapwasha, for his dedication and commitment to serving Zambians during his tenure, from 2003 to 2016. Mati describes Shikapwasha as a mature, focused, and reliable parliamentarian who held several ministerial positions due to his passion for serving the people and the country. She extends her condolences to his family. 
The Kalomo Town Council has built the first ever boarding school dormitory at Kazuku Secondary School in Dundamwetsi constituency, while pregnant women at Kazuku Rural Health Center will no longer have to walk long distances for clean water due to the installation of a water reticulation system funded by the Constituency Development Fund. Additionally, Limonda District Council is constructing two dormitories at Nagula Secondary School in Luena constituency to alleviate challenges faced by pupils who walk long distances to access education services at the school. Zambia's national football team, the Chipolo Polo, will face the Democratic Republic of Congo in a crucial Group F match at 2200 hours local time, aiming to make a strong statement to their fellow group opponents Tanzania and Morocco. Both coaches Avram Grant and Sebastian De Saba emphasize the importance of a strong start in the game. Lastly, Youth, Sport and Arts Minister Alvis Nkandu has urged the Football Association of Zambia, FAZ, to focus on grassroots football for girls and improve playing conditions for young talented female players. He also called on the corporate world to support the growth of football, particularly for up-and-coming teams. And that's all the news for today. I'm Ayanda, your host, and remember, I'm not actually human. Thank you for tuning in to the Z News Podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode.